0: Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
1: Upgrade your mindset, transform your body, uncover your purpose. Welcome to Torchbearer with Ollie Herman Taylor. Hey everybody, it's Ollie here. Welcome back to the Torchbearer podcast series two. So I just wanted to say thank you to you, first of all, before anything else. If you've listened to series one, if you've listened to any of the episodes and enjoyed them, then thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. I have a tiny favor to ask. Please help me grow my audience. If you could share any of the episodes that you like and you find valuable And you think someone else might enjoy, then please share away using social media or share a link to the actual episode. You can share it um, from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of the major platforms, or share my Instagram feed. And there's always a link in my bio to the latest episode. So I'd really, really appreciate your help in growing the audience. Because if I can grow my audience and I can get bigger and better guests on, obviously, all of the guests so far have been amazing, but I can keep kind of growing. The scope of the podcast and bring you really valuable, useful, practical information that might just help you change your life. So here we go. This is series two, episode one. Now, for episode one, I managed to pin down Josh Newman uh, in between trips and adventures. I managed to pin him down for 25 minutes. If you don't know who Josh Newman is, he is uh, a longboarder, like I said, longboard skateboarding. Uh, He's an adrenaline junkie. He's often skateboarding down mountains, jumping out of planes or hot air balloons, snowboarding. He's an incredibly nice guy, uh, and he's very, very talented as well, not only as an athlete, but also as a filmmaker. And Josh has nearly a million subscribers on YouTube, and his videos are beautiful. They're incredible. They're mesmerizing. So if you've ever wondered what it might be like to skateboard down a mountain road at 70 miles an hour, you'll find out on this episode. And I have a great conversation with Josh. So I'd encourage you to go and find Josh, follow him on social media, subscribe to his YouTube channel because it's amazing. Uh, And I really hope you enjoy this conversation to kick off series two of the Torchbearer podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Torchbearer podcast. Uh, I'm very excited at this moment because uh, this is uh, a quick, quick podcast I'm doing with uh, a guest I've been wanting to get on the show for a little while, uh, a guy called Josh Newman, who I'm going to introduce in a second, and he's going to sort of introduce himself even more. But... um First of all, my son and I have been watching Josh's videos for a while now. They are incredible skateboarding videos and we will add links to all of Josh's channels, his YouTube, his Instagram, et cetera. So you can, if you haven't come across him before, you can go and have a watch for yourself. You will, I don't want to give too much away. You'll find out more from the conversation, but definitely go and watch some of Josh's videos. We're addicted to them and uh, we've been kind of collecting a few skateboards since since the early days of watching them and kind of practicing our longboarding. But without further ado, Josh, welcome to the Torchbearer podcast. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Would you just tell everybody kind of uh, who who doesn't know you, you know, who who you are, kind of what you do, and how you would introduce yourself?
0: Yeah, so my name is Josh Newman. I'm a 21-year-old filmmaker, Um, extreme sports athletes, specifically longboarding. I do that professionally. Um, I'm into anything else adventurous. I skydive, uh, do anything from hiking mountains to just exploring, traveling the world, kind of just into it all. It's hard to like kind of box, box it in. (laughs) But um, yeah, that's kind of like a little overview of who I am. Um, I'm currently living in Los Angeles, California. I actually just moved here two months ago. Um, And yeah, I do a lot of content creation for Instagram and YouTube.
1: Okay, fantastic. Thank you for, for doing that intro. Um, You did a much better job than I would have done. I have to say, I, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you, you seem so nice. You come across as such a nice kind of person who, you know, if I met you, I wouldn't necessarily associate with you with some of the things that you do, like kind of basically skydiving.
0: <laughs> I definitely get that a lot.
1: <laughs> so so I see you like jumping out of like hot air balloon baskets, jumping out of planes, skateboarding down mountains, which I really, really want to talk about. What led you into it? Is it a lifelong thing? Have you always just liked going fast and doing what looks like crazy stuff?
0: Yeah, so I've always been into like adrenaline-inducing activities. It kind of started out, I used to mountain bike a lot with my dad growing up, probably from like age like seven, just like throwing that out there. And so... Like mountain biking, if you've done it, it's obviously a ton of fun. Like it gets the adrenaline up. It's a little freaky at times. Um, so that kind of like fueled that adventure that love for adventure. And then it wasn't until I was my 12th birthday was when I got a longboard and it was after my parents had sold my Xbox and I was just really bored (laughs) Um, and saw some kids riding around in my neighborhood on longboards. and I was like, Oh, that looks like a lot of fun. I'm a bored 12 year old. Like what else are you going to do on your summer off? It's not like you have a job when you're 12. And (laughs) you know, it's like, I was like, okay, I'll save up some money from like doing chores, like mowing, mowing the grass in front of our house. And then ended up getting a longboard and like immediately it just like clicked. How long did it take you?
1: So from that moment, you know, you just said immediately it clicked. So how long did it take you from first stepping onto a longboard to basically the first video I saw of yours was chasing the storm or no, no, I can't remember the title. It's like running from the storm. Yeah. yeah, Okay. And it's just the most incredible. I was just like, I had never seen anything like that before because I hadn't particularly been into longboarding before. And I, I saw the video, and I was like, "This is just amazing! It's like a, a addictive." I I hadn't thought I could just sort of really watch someone go down a mountain road for as long as you did. And and so, you know, how long did it take you to get from that point of being a twelve year old who steps onto a longboard because you're you're bored to doing that kind of level, you know,
0: longboarding, riding, whatever whatever you call it? So that was when I was eighteen. That was filmed about to turn nineteen, so about two and a half like years ago. So pretty much that, that was like probably my peak of longboarding just because it was a little risky too. Um, so that was about seven years of longboarding. And it's, it's epic. It's a super epic video. I'm
1: going to link to that in particular, if you don't mind, because I think just, um, you know, I, you're doing about what, 70 miles an hour done, some of the straight stretches. It's just kind of, I want to do it. I want to try it,
0: but I know I just yeah. destroy myself at the moment. Uh, 70 miles an hour, is, that's the fastest I've been for um, those listeners that know kilometers. It's 112K. But yeah, that's definitely a little, a little scary, like past 60 miles per hour, which is like roughly a hundred K that's when it stops getting fun. And it's more just like, Oh, I'm a little scared right now. (laughs) But
1: do you you feel that? I mean, it's a silly question because I know, I know you do feel fear.
0: Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. 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 I I get very nervous about a lot of things, but that's also part of what makes it worth it. It's like pushing through the fear and like knowing the fears there and knowing you're uncomfortable and then still doing it and succeeding with it is like, That's like where like the real adrenaline feeling and feeling of achievement and like motivation comes from.
1: So I'm interested in digging into a few specific areas, you know. So this this kind of podcast, what I'm trying to do is give people kind of tools that they can use in their life that relate to their mind, mindset, um, to fitness, to health, to just going out and kind of following their dreams and doing good things. Uh, and I think um, I'm really, really interested in the mindset side of what you've just mentioned, kind of conquering the fear, overcoming the fear, and that kind of almost heightening the the adrenaline side of things. So is that something you work on? Do you specifically work on your mindset to be able to go and tackle that kind of fear, you know, when you're going to jump out of a plane, when you're going to mountain, uh, so longboard down a kind of mountain road, do you do that specific exercises, specific mindset drills, or or would you just go and do it?
0: Yeah. So I get this question a lot too. And typically like what my answer is, is it's one of those things where you just have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Like, and it sounds just like a paradox, but you just have to get used to getting out of your comfort zone. And then Because say I don't longboard or I don't skydive for a while, like that first time back, since you're not, since you kind of like, just like hitting the gym, like that first time back, you're like, oh, I haven't done this in a while. Like it's a little more nerve wracking for me. But the more you expose yourself outside of the comfort zone, like the more used to it you get and the more willing you are to like be able to see fear, acknowledge it's there and then still push through it. But to a degree as well, the way I describe it, the analogy I kind of have is you can only get yourself like a certain amount out of the comfort zone safely at a time. It's kind of just like, if you're going to bench press, if you're bench pressing 150 pounds and you get it down, you're not going to go up to 200 pounds from there. You're going to go up to 155 or 160. So it's just like incremental and you just have to continue to build up that way instead of trying to make a big jump where then it's like you're way out of your comfort zone and it's like on more on the unsafe side than the calculated risk side.
1: I think this is really valuable. It's really valuable for people to be able to hear this because I think we, especially on Instagram, the world of Instagram and social media, we see the end product. We see the end product in business and success. We see the end product in kind of athletics and extreme sports and the gym, all of these fields. And people don't see the journey. They don't see the hard work. They do on your channel. They see the crashes sometimes, uh, (laughs) but they don't see the pain that goes into a lot of this. And I think It's really nice for people to know that they could achieve really big things in their life, but actually it's small steps. It's an incremental path a lot of which is the fun part. Uh, and that, uh, you know, you don't just kind of jump on a skateboard and then the next thing you're doing something insane <laughs> <laughs> looking. So I, I th- thank you for kind of sharing that. Um, yeah, of uh, as well as the mindset side of things and kind of expanding your comfort zone kind of gradually. Um, what about training? What about sort of like physical training? Do you, do you train specifically to be able to handle the physical challenges of what you do for fun and, and for your, you know, making a
0: living? I go to the gym like four times a week and then run an additional two. So basically working out six times out of seven days. But typically the best way to actually train for longboarding is to just longboard, like, cause you're directly working every muscle that you would be working when you're doing it, cause you're <laughs> doing it. Um, so that's like the best way to train for that. But additional, like being overall in shape, like having a strong core, all that stuff definitely helps too, cause. You're like fighting a lot of forces when you're skating down a road at 60 miles per hour, 100 K. So it's just good to, to be in better shape. But I have seen people who are just in like iffy shape be able to handle it as well, which is surprising to me. I personally <laughs> Yeah.
1: I've been playing around. I, I'm I'm not a good longboarder. I'm learning. Um, and I've been playing around with the tuck position and it's hard. It's like really, really hard. It requires loads of mobility, lo- a lot of flexibility to actually be able to, to do it in the way that you do it as well. It's, it's you know, it's hard and also it's sustained, you know, you've got a lot of endurance cause you're in that position for, for kind of quite a while. So yeah, I think it's quite, it's quite a physical challenge for sure. So the final kind of question about this in this little set, uh, before we move on is about nutrition. Do you, you, you know, you're in good shape. So, you know, I see you occasionally on the odd waterfall. You have adventures, which is awesome. I love, I love the fact that you're just out there having adventures, but you're in good shape as well. You know, you have a visible six pack. Is nutrition, uh, an important part of the kind of athletic performance, but also aesthetics, or is it just kind of a byproduct of the fact that you're active?
0: Yeah, I'd say it's more of a byproduct. Like i take, I'd say I'm like pretty good with nutrition. Like I, I'm not, I don't really eat much fast food or anything like that. I try to make a lot of meals. I'm not like top notch chef or anything. Um, I'll, I'll learn one day, but in terms of then just like working out between that and just kind of just being cognizant of what I'm putting in my body and just putting in foods that I feel like will energize me and, you know, help me live my best life. I think just getting in better shape and getting leaner is just kind of like a byproduct of that. But with, in regards to longboarding specifically, there's a lot of people who are not like in the craziest shape. It's kind of just, it is to a degree kind of like skater culture. And I'm like very much not in that. So I'm kind of like a little bit of an outlier from like the whole mindset and nutrition aspect of, of longboarding. But um, I kind of just enjoy being, being in as good shape as I can possibly stay in while traveling and maintaining everything. Um, so that's kind of my goal. Plus you have like a million subscribers on YouTube. So uh, people <laughs> obviously
1: like, <laughs> they obviously like your longboarding and, and your, your other kind of antics. So I wanted to talk a little, you know, for a minute about the fact that you're only, you're only 21. So obviously you're accomplished as an athlete, you know, an extreme sports athlete. Uh, I, I think you're a sponsored kind of, you know, athlete in, in some regards. Do you have kind of uh, sponsorship deals, endorsements with some companies that you represent that helps you um, live your lifestyle?
0: Yeah, so longboarding sponsorships are not, super like, lucrative. There, there's just not much money in the industry. It's pretty niche. Um, but I've been able, through getting exposure from Instagram and YouTube with just all the adventure stuff, longboarding included, I've been able to work with some bigger brands um, outside of the industry who actually have budgets for stuff and are able to help um, fund certain trips or projects or whatever ideas we, we pitch to them. So that's kind of been what's helped fund and bring some of that stuff to life. And then I also, before I decided that I was going to go full-time on YouTube and Instagram and just like social media in general, um, about two years ago was when I really started working on my media production company. So I did some more like client work. It's like the boring behind the scenes stuff, like stuff in the real estate industry, weddings, like corporate event style stuff, like videos and photos for it. So not as exciting, but like it, it helped fund the adventures. And then um, now I'm just seeing where going full time with social media goes and, and kind of like working with companies. But to loop back at the initial question, set sponsors don't do a lot, but like working with different brands is like here and there um, definitely helps with with bringing everything together and being able to afford the, the travel, the production, and then just the time investment and putting everything together.
1: I've heard you talk about the fact that you know you you had the uh, what you described as the boring that kind of funds the fun um you know the more corporate kind of video production company you you kind of set up and established and built up at a young age alongside everything else you do but then you kind of decided to step away from that i think i'm right in saying to just pursue travel and like full-time adventures and as you said going full-time with social media content creation yeah which is amazing and it's quite a bold decision because presumably you were starting to do well with the production company but i think you kind of made a call where you felt that it was just it wasn't what you wanted to be doing really ultimately with your time and with your life and you wanted to just follow you know, get, kind of leap all into what you what you love is that pretty much how it happened
0: yeah exactly it was just kind of at the point where I was making like good money with it but then it kind of just was taking a toll on my personal like mental health and happiness just because I didn't have time to like actually do the things that I really wanted to do um like I'd get back after a day of like shooting three video tours for houses in like the area I was living in and it'd be like great money and then I was like well I don't even have time to do the things I love so like what, what uses money when you can't enjoy it, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: And, you know, apart from the travel side of things, it looks like your lifestyle's fairly low burn in the fact that you've got, uh, obviously, lots of longboards and you've got your own company, I know, which I want to talk about in a second. And you've got the kind of kit that comes with that and camera equipment. But apart from that, it's not, you know, you're not kind of, you know, it's a it's a, what I call a low-burn lifestyle in the fact that you're enjoying beautiful places. You know, you're visiting beautiful areas of the States and other other parts around the world. You're, you're snowboarding, you're longboarding, you're jumping out of planes, which I guess is not cheap. But, um, <laughs> you know, as long as you can afford to do the things that you love. Where are you headed? You know, what drives you? Where are you kind of... Do you have a kind of a bit of a, a longer-term goal? You know, where, where are you heading with everything that you're doing at the moment?
0: Yeah, so my longer-term goal is definitely more on like the purposeful side of things, like doing something for the world, like not me. I kind of started that journey with my clothing company, New Vision Co., which is 100% for charity. Um, we had our first drop in March and then all we funded the entire well, uh, the entire water well being built. And the charity we worked with operates in a region of Uganda. So basically like the one sweatshirt drop we did with some donations on top is building the well as we speak And it'll give like 1,500 to 2,000 people clean water for the next two decades, I believe is the stat. That's incredible. That's like seeing the community come together and like all work together towards a cause is incredibly inspiring to me. And like that lights like the fire to realize I've been blessed to have this. I, I say I've been blessed to be given this platform because I think I am very lucky. And so I feel like it's like my moral responsibility to use that to do something bigger for the world that's like above me and that's kind of where my quarrels with social media are. It's just, it's like, so like ego, ego, ego. Um, And I just don't, don't like that part of it. So I'm trying to do something bigger, do something beyond myself. And so that's, that's my long-term goal. Be able to continue to obviously have fun and travel and and make videos, but that stuff gets you like 99% of the way. But to really get that, that ultimate Mm -hmm. fulfillment, I truly believe that that's where you find purpose. And like, you have to do something purposeful and like outside of yourself. And like, that's the, coolest feeling i've ever had out of all my experiences so <laughs> no it's, it's a
1: really valuable and really important answer for people to hear i think especially for the younger kind of generations who do use social media a lot uh, obviously i'm going to put a link down to the clothing company as well and it's incredible that you did that one sweatshirt drop so basically like you launched the clothing company because of the platform and the following that you've built up you know you're blessed yeah but you've worked really hard to build it up as well it takes takes a lot of consistency but I love the fact that you're using that to kind of uh, fulfill this greater kind of purpose. And so building the well in Uganda, that's absolutely amazing. Uh, And I guess that you're going to continue to do similar projects as you go forwards. Yeah. And I was having this conversation with my son. My son's, you know, 11 and he, he kind of, he doesn't use social media yet. Um, because I haven't really, it's not that I haven't (laughs) let him, I just haven't, he doesn't really know about it yet. And I'm trying to delay that for as long as possible. I have used it a lot in the past to try and market, you know, different businesses. And when I was a coach and things like that, and I, I moved away from it for a couple of years because I found it very wearing. I didn't really enjoy it. And I see a lot of people out there who, are Really, sharing messages that are not great, and um there's so much kind of um you know b s out there around kind of success and Lamborghinis and private jets and all this kind of crazy this boring kind of stuff and I was trying to explain to my son I was talking about you and using you as an example of the fact that you you're getting to do something that you absolutely love and have like so much fun and do some really really cool stuff you've built a really big audience because of that because people are looking at the lifestyle and you know resonating with it and just saying that's really cool then also you're kind of you've got this third angle of like leveraging it to do some good stuff so that's it's absolutely amazing so you know um i think you're a great example for him and his generation when he gets onto instagram you know to be able to follow people like you thank you i appreciate that um i know that we don't have too much long kind of left, we've got maybe five minutes or so because you've got to disappear on another adventure to pick someone up and probably go longboarding. Tell me about the kind of decks, you know, like the skateboard company. So the kind of, um, is it new vision?
0: Yes. New vision. So yeah, that company I launched around a similar time a few months ago to the clothing company had a hundred decks in the first drop. They're just standard longboard decks uh, that I designed made out of Canadian maple wood. Personally, my favorite board I've, desi- I've ever ridden because I designed it like hand by hand. <laughs> but yeah, so that was super exciting. It was a super cool experience to launch that. We'll have like continuous drops like every couple of months or something for both the clothing and the longboard company. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see where it goes because I it's the, between the clothing and longboards. It's my first time having any sort of business with like physical products because before it was just media, like video and photo assets for companies. So I don't consider I guess some people can argue those are physical, but like, I don't think that I don't consider those physical products. Yeah.
1: I'm with you there. My first company in my early twenties was a clothing company and I started making t-shirts, like similar to this, but not this one and uh, selling them at a market in London. And I absolutely loved it, but I wasn't making very much money and I really liked snowboarding. So I thought, Oh, I'll make a snowboarding jacket. And I, I you know, designed a jacket and convinced a company to make a prototype. And then I built a brand and I ran that for seven years and I, I loved it. We made t-shirts, we made technical apparel and it was just the best thing. And since then, it's all been digital, you know, kind of services and stuff like that. And it's just, I, I, I so miss making physical objects and products. So I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. There, it's just cool as yeah. well. Skateboards, longboards, clothing are cool things. If people want to get involved in those drops, if people want to get, uh, you know, buy a, a skateboard in the next drop or buy a hoodie and support the kind of charity clothing side of things, it, it, do they just follow you on social media or do they go to specific websites?
0: Yeah, um, I'd say my Instagram account is like the best home base because then I have like the link tree link in my bio that has all the rest of the stuff connected. So just my Instagram is the best place that I'm the most active. I talk about everything the most on there. You'll get all the updates. Cool. Okay,
1: we'll do that. And I definitely want to get one of your longboards when you have the next drop coming out. So the thing I guess I'll, I'll I'll finish with here is like, you know, what's your next adventure? What have you got planned? What's a big thing
0: coming up that you're about to kind of embark on? So I'm going to Iceland and what is today? Uh, it's Thursday, the 10th. Yeah, four days I'll be going to Iceland. I'm um, super excited for that. It'll be a little more of like just a fun exploring trip, um, but do have one YouTube video I'm trying to film while I'm out there with my friend and then just kind of enjoying like the landscapes and just exploring all that the country has to offer. It's a very beautiful place and I'm. it's been on my bucket list forever. So super excited.
1: Yeah, that will be great. It's on mine. My daughter, who's 25 now, my eldest daughter, she went there last year uh, and she absolutely loved it. It's probably the, her favorite place that she's been. you know. That's exciting. And she loved everything about it, the food, the landscape, the people. So yeah, I think you'll have a really good time. And will you be throwing yourself out of planes? Will you be snowboarding? Will you
0: be... Um, there'll be a little longboarding, not a ton, but like the video is centered around longboarding. We'll see if it works out. I can't spill anything yet, but... Um, if it all works out, it'll be a cool video concept that we that we do.
1: Okay, We'll stay tuned, uh, and I will obviously link to it in the future as and when it comes out. But um, thank you so much for taking the time to have this chat, Josh., uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you and uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. We love it, and I'm sure hopefully a lot of other people, you know obviously love your kind of work so i'll share all the links here and uh maybe when i can pin you down again in the future i can pin you down for more than 25 minutes and we could um yeah catch up again sometime definitely yeah just
0: keep me in the loop thank you again i appreciate your flexibility too absolute pleasure
1: okay take care and enjoy iceland thank you josh newman have a good one